0: hi welcome to two towns over this show was made possible by our patrons so if you would like to support us we're at patreon.com slash two towns over if you can't afford monetary donations we are also at facebook.com slash ttopod uh, and if you would share us around and give us five star ratings on whatever podcast you're into we would greatly appreciate it uh, thanks for listening enjoy the show and and fade-out clothes without having to worry about working it in and people won't hear it because we waited too long, shit like that.
1: Gotcha. Well, welcome, everybody, to Cafe Corner Gossip, and we are diving once again into the baby book of believable possible facts. (laughs) Or whatever it is. baby
0: book of plausible nonsense.
1: Plausible nonsense. I got two today. Um, They're kind of uh, lengthier than normal, but... um,
2: it's good for the crystals. Yeah. You didn't even. F- you didn't even do our, our... We didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, hi. I'm Don. I'm Ruben. I'm eating a sandwich. Yeah.
1: I, lo- I love nice. the fact. Good. Every time we do it, he goes, I'm, you know, not, or I'm sleepy. Or,
0: I say names enough. They get it.
1: Well, the one time I don't do it, you didn't do it. Well, what's the fucking point? You know who we are.
2: I thought I had a good one today.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that translated well in the mic. Good job.
0: It's... They understand.
2: My <laughs> editor will fix it.
1: <laughs> you, your editor is about to quit. All right. So the first story um, is literally called how the modern world went to hell. Did it go in a handbasket? <laughs> it has to do with the Vatican. So. So, yes. <laughs> now, it's said that beneath the Vatican are vast catacombs that serve as storage areas for strange artifacts, forgotten sacred objects and bogus relics. One day in 1914, a novice monk was pestering the elderly Monsignor with questions about the, quote, secrets of the Vatican. There are no secrets anymore, the old priest said. Every document in the archive, every book and manuscript in the library, every work of art in the museums has been cataloged. But the novice persisted. That can't be true. There must be some things that were overlooked. The old man sighed. It was past noon and he wanted his lunch. More to the point, he wanted this chatty, irritating, would-be monk to leave him in peace. Yes, there is one place that is still secret. The ancient cellars of the Vatican are filled with peculiar objects that have not seen the sunlight in centuries. Adam's rib is said to be down there, and a feather from the wings of the angel Gabriel, and no less than twenty-seven skulls, all purporting to be the true head of St. John the Baptist. It sounds wonderful, the novice said. Well, you would think so, but other objects are down there too. Things that should remain hidden and forgotten. You're far too curious, boy. It will only get you into trouble. But the novice begged and pleaded to be allowed to explore the storage rooms. Finally, the Monsignor relented. Go to the security office. Tell Fabrizio I said he should open the doors for you. Oh, thank you, Monsignor. Good, fine. Enjoy yourself, the old man said as he walked away. An hour later, the novice was wandering happily through the storage area. The old Monsignor had been right. Most of what the novice saw was junk, but then he spotted something out of the ordinary. In a cabinet, all by itself, was a clay jar of great age. If you rub it, a genie will come out. Or if you rub it, you can charge your fucking J.O. crystal.
2: Now you're into it. <laughs> we really got Dawn on the J.O. crystal train now.
1: <laughs> the, if you want to know the J.O. crystal, sorry, it's a patron only exclusive which sounds a lot worse now that I said it out loud. Google J.O. Crystal on your private phone. Don't do it at work. <laughs> the novice held his lamp closer to the ancient jar and saw a label which read "Tenebre Egypte, the darkness of Egypt.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't expecting it. So just message for you, sir. Just really threw me off. The, the, the arrow sound was long, yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. It was very
1: funny. Uh, below the heading was a verse from the book of Exodus. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out thy hand toward heaven, and may there be darkness upon the land of Egypt, so thick it may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there came horrible darkness. A shiver of terror ran up the novice's spine. The jar slipped from his grasp, shattering on the filthy stone pavement. From the fragments rose a dense black cloud that began to spread through the catacomb. With a cry of horror, the novice ran for the door, slammed it, and locked it tight behind him. But the dark clouds seeped out from under the door and through every crack in the wood. Once again, the novice took to his heels, running back the way he came, up through the catacombs, through the sub-basements and the cellars of the Vatican, back to the light of day and the crowded, noisy streets of Rome. Yet he felt no relief when he stood in the sunlight. He knew the darkness would spread over the city, perhaps over the whole world, and there was nothing the novice could do to stop it. Within a few weeks, the novice saw the first sign that the supernatural darkness was at work. First came the horrors of World War I, and then the bloody chaos of the Russian Revolution. This was followed by the rise of Stalin and then Hitler, World War II, the dropping of the atomic bomb, the communist takeover in China, year after year, the monk saw bloodshed, hatred, and the collapse of the old social order, and he knew it was all his fault.
0: That's just an interesting story. That's just a fun little short story. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I mean, obviously, fuck that. Duh. No. Right. <laughs> it's no. That Humans did, not did cause it. It wasn't the fall demons or humanity. the darkness container or whatever pandora did not open that goddamn box nope it's just a cool
2: little story humans did it right like if that were if that were the first chapter of a novel yeah cool (laughs) that's
0: a good it's just a good little short story yeah good little great setup. love it
1: all right we'll go to the next one then might be a short episode the next story is called the backyard archaeologist i already hate him okay You have issues with archaeologists? No, backyard ones, though. Okay. Scott Williams of... But the backyard Those I
2: fuck with. (laughs) I I fuck with the backyard Mm -hmm.
1: Scott Williams of Vermont is an amateur archaeologist whose backyard has proven to be a treasure trove of rare artifacts. He's a liar and a scam. (laughs) All of which he donates to the Smithsonian. After his latest request, Williams received this reply from one of the museum's curators. Dear Mr. Williams... Thank you for your last submission to the Institute labeled 93211 d layer 7 next to the clothesline post hominid skull Naturally we've given the specimen a careful and detailed examination and after reviewing the lab report it is my sad duty to inform you that we cannot concur that you, with your theory that the skull is conclusive proof of the early man was living that early man was living in Vermont 12 million years ago ago. Rather you sounded
0: <clears throat> real Canadian just then to me. Sorry.
1: 12 million years ago. 12 million years ago, eh? Uh, Rather, it appears that what you have found is the head of a Barbie doll. We consulted a specialist in this field, Tiffany DiStefano, the seven-year-old daughter of one of our curators. (laughs) Miss DiStefano informs me that the head belongs to Malibu Barbie and can be dated no earlier than 1965.
2: That is the most condescending <laughs> fucking thing I have ever this heard happened. in my this life. Happened this in happened in real life. Yeah. I don't care. This has the same energy as like the, the dad or whatever who sent a bunch of random – or the kid. It was like a seven-year-old that sent questions to Nintendo America, and they responded to every single one of them. They were like why does why doesn't Peach have any furniture in her mansion? It's all just paintings. And they replied they were like Princess Peach is so rich that she has two mansions, one for all of her furniture and one for all of her paintings. Nice. It uh how do how do Bob-ombs have babies? And they they reproduce asexually like budding or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> yeah. So they just grow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. So all of us at the museum respect the effort you expanded analyzing. Really interesting, and I would like you to look at it, up, please. I'm yep. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Phones in hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of us at the museum respect the effort you expanded analyzing the specimen. Those of us who are familiar with your prior work in the field will loathe to contradict your findings. Nonetheless, we feel compelled to highlight several physical attributes of the specimen which might have tipped you off to its modern origin. Number one, the material is molded plastic. Ancient hominid remains or fossilized bone number two because
0: like as soon as you said the head of a barbie doll i was like even if it's one of them hairdresser barbie ones (laughs) right that's tiny yeah that's not a that's smaller than a kid's head Mm -hmm. and like come on dude you know the difference between a fossil and a goddamn
1: plastic doll number two the cranial capacity of the specimen is approximately nine cubic centimeters well below the threshold. Wow, it's of, just the little one too. Yeah, good. Well below the cubic threshold of even the earliest identified proto-hominids. Number three, the bite pattern found on the skull is more consistent with the common domesticated dog than it is with the ravenous man-eating Pliocene clams you speculate roamed the wetlands of southern Vermont 12 million years ago. All of us at the Smithsonian was especially intrigued by your man-eating clam hypothesis. Alas, in your zeal for science, you overlooked a minor but telling point. Clams don't have teeth. It is with feelings tinged with melancholy that we must deny your request to have the specimen carbon dated. Our reasons are twofold. Surely, you can appreciate the heavy burden our lab must bear in its normal operation, and to the best of our knowledge, no Barbie dolls were produced prior to 1956. We must also deny your request to assign your specimen the scientific name Australopithecus spifferino. While I and several others... (laughs) Bitch, what? (laughs) While I and several others fought tenaciously on your behalf, in the end, the committee voted down your proposal. They explained that the common usage within the scientific community bars species names that are hyphenated. Furthermore, the committee members felt that Australopithecus spifferino didn't really sound much like Latin. I do have some good news for you. We are pleased to accept your generous donation of this fascinating specimen to the museum. It is yet another riveting example of the great body of work you have accumulated here. You should know that our director has reserved a special shelf in his own office for the display of the specimens you have previously submitted to the institution. Yeah, he's been sending... It's a, it's just an old man sending trash to a museum. <laughs> And the entire staff speculates daily on what will happen upon next, what you will happen upon next in your digs in your backyard. We eagerly anticipate your trip to our nation's capital, and several of us are pressing the director to pay for your travel expenses. We are particularly interested in hearing you expand upon your theories regarding the transpositating filif- oh my God, transpositating of ferrous ions, in a structural matrix that makes the excellent juvenile Tyrannosaurus Rex femur you recently discovered take on the deceptive appearance of a rusty 9 millimeter Sears Craftsman automotive crescent wrench. <laughs> Yours in science, Harvey Rowe, Chief Curator, Antiquities.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's actually just a thing that happened. Once again, that's the baby a- book of <laughs> probable facts comes through.
0: That's the... It's the... That's just an old man who doesn't know the difference between trash and bones.
2: And I did find the post, because I know you have some burning questions, so I will just read you this guy's uh, tweets about it. In the early 2000s, I was playing Mario 64 and realized there were some unanswered questions. I emailed Nintendo. I probably just Googled Nintendo email. Thinking about it, I may have even Yahoo'd it.
0: <laughs>
2: I remember the reply to this Come day. On, do you remember that shit? Uh-huh. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, boy. I remember the reply to this day. I couldn't believe the brilliance of some of the answers. Most of my questions were along the lines of how does Bowser fit through those castle doors? And most of the answers along the lines of Kamek made him smaller. There were three incredible answers, though. Why is there no furniture in Princess Peach's castle? Peach has two castles. One for furniture, one for paintings. How do bob reproduce? Nintendo replied. A mixture of gunpowder and love.
0: <laughs> so it's a Fallout boy song.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> in cool cool mountain, a mother penguin has lost her baby. There are two baby penguins in the level and only one belongs to the mother. To whom does the other baby penguin belong? Nobody. It is its own penguin. <laughs> Good. He says, to this day, my wife and I use they are their own penguin as a beautifully idiomatic way to refer to in- independence. Nice. Good. Yep.
1: Actually, uh, we can use this last little bit of time since I have you guys here and our audience if they want to oh, chime lovely. in. Um,
2: if they want to chime in, well, that's
1: not how this format works. On Facebook.
0: So. You can also join our patrons only discord by joining us on Patreon.
2: There you go.
1: Any tier, you get the Patreon. uh discord discord invite sometimes so, we talk in there i talk all the time
2: don da- talks in there a lot sometimes i pop in just to remind them that i'm there and watching yeah i remember that we have a discord occasionally and look at it
1: <laughs> so last week three um, levels of interaction <laughs> having dinner with my three family types
0: of people in this world
1: and my son made a comment to me that he was shocked that I didn't listen to My Chemical Romance. To which I said, I'm not really into emo.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And he said, they're not really emo. To which I said, there's a song called The Black Parade. And he's like, it's, that's, it's not what it sounds like. So it is. My question it's to a, it's you guys. It's a great album. Awesome you, album.
2: Phenomenal okay, album. Very emo.
1: That's what I'm asking. You guys have hung around me enough to know me. Do you think I would enjoy... My Chemical
2: Romance. You would enjoy the album, The Black Parade. Yeah, the rest of their music is, not in my you. opinion, meh, and definitely not your type. Right. However, Black Parade, for all that it's been memed and hailed Actually as like the, the quintessential album. emo album, um, it is. I would
0: argue for any Linkin Park album instead. Honestly.
2: Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I had hybrid theory, so I, I used to listen to the but, part. But um, Black Parade, start to finish. First of all, it's totally your thing because it is a really well-thought-out concept album. Okay. Second of all, it is incredibly well-inspired. Like, there Like is so much just blatant... Blatantly evident, like Queen inspiration. And I
1: did watch the video for the Black Parade last
2: night, and I could definitely that's see Queen plain and simple Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they literally just gothed out the Sergeant Pepper outfits. Right. It's also, it's, um, uh, the the concepts in it are very good about life and death, living and dying. It's, it's a phenomenal album. I, I love it to death. It's not something I listen to often, but right. the music is really good and the the concept is really cool. It's not the most original thing in the world now, but at the time there was a reason it blew up the way it did.
1: Well, if it's not the most original thing now, then that means that everything else has come after it, is copying it, not so much it not being original. Well,
2: yeah, it's the same way Like <clears throat> Nickelback sucks because so many bands copied Nickelback. Yeah. And you've just heard the exact same shit a million times and it sounds like garbage now? Yeah. Nickelback doesn't actually suck. It's just because of that exact thing. Exactly. Yeah. They're fine. I saw a
1: t shirt, it said uh it had like a you know, one of those it doesn't say it, but you know mm-hmm. you when you were a kid, you write, Do you like me? Yes or no mm-hmm. type. But um it was nickelback and the two boxes said one
2: said nickelback fan uh uh-huh. and the other box said liar. <laughs> so <laughs> And I'm gonna I'm gonna defend myself for my uh my hardcore defense of Black Parade real quick too. I when I was an actual emo kid young I hated it because it was the mainstream emo kid album. Mm-hmm. So I hated it. And I didn't discover how good it actually is until I was like mm, twenty. Well, I never really cared about mainstream or not. I just if it if it was good, I liked it. Well, it's I had <clears> heard of it. Like if I thought it was good, I liked it. It's I had heard of it from other people before I discovered it myself, so it was too mainstream.
1: Is that why you hate bands like Twenty One Pilots and?
2: Uh, I can't stand the guy from Twenty One Pilots' voice, but I like a couple of their songs. And uh, imagine dragons. Imagine dragons is just. I don't mediocre. phenomenally mediocre. Cindy will kill you. I don't I don't know any
0: I don't really know a whole lot about either one of those bands. I there's a couple songs that I know. Yeah. That's about it. Well,
1: um all right. Well, on that note, like I said, short <laughs> and sweet to the point.
2: Uh so with with a little bit of side tangents in Yeah, a little side tangent. Mm-hmm. Thanks uh, for
0: listening to this episode of The Baby Book of Plausible Nonsense.
2: Yes.
1: And so, fuck cancer. Be good to yourselves. You're more resilient than you think you are. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya.